The questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. actually seeing is the systematic implementation of the fall of the republic and the rise of the corporation of the United States. Every major event is, is a step in the ladder to achieve that end. COVID is just another rung in the ladder, which is why there's a deliberate mixing of all the wordplay, right? I mean, we should stop calling it, you know, quarantine. That's a term designated for people that are verified sick. This is a house arrest mandated by the state. You should stop calling it, you know, social distancing. There's nothing social about forced isolation. Uh, we should stop saying safer at home when millions of Americans don't have basic necessities adequate to fit their needs. It assumes that everybody's home is equally as safe as the people that are making the statements. We should stop saying, you know, uh, this is for the greater good, right? When you close the economy, killing millions of businesses that families have worked generations to establish, that's anything but good. We should stop saying... This is the new normal. That's just blatant mind control drivel. There's nothing normal about forced isolation, you know, treating your neighbor like they have the plague, breathing your own bodily waste, wearing masks, living in constant fear of contamination. That's normal. I mean, after all, if the virus is so deadly, why hasn't it wiped out the homeless who don't social distance, wash themselves regularly, let alone, you know, live in or have access to a sterile environment? Last year, 1.5 million people died of tuberculosis. Why were you not wearing a mask during the tuberculosis pandemic? You were endangering, you know, public health and safety along with billions of other uh, people around the globe. So why didn't you wear a mask? I'll tell you why. Because the mainstream media didn't tell you to wear a mask. <laughs> right? And so because, because though 1.5 million people died from tuberculosis, there was no tuberculosis pandemic any more than there's a coronavirus pandemic. What you're really participating in is a beta test for AI systems and facial recognition. See, these cameras work best when people are, you know, distance apart. Now that they're, now they're actually testing through machine learning how to recognize, you know, a face that's partially covered. It's also a way to easily determine who's compliant and who's not. Who does the propaganda work on? and who it doesn't now get this you know there there's some ironies that are here right a, a society that kills millions of babies a year for convenience has shut itself down to prevent adults from dying people that on the one hand slaughter babies in the womb by the millions are now preaching uh, to the masses about the the sanctity of human life it's double speak double talk it's the, two, it's the two doctrine policy, one for the initiated, one for the uninitiated, one for the inner circle, another for the masses. It's like saying, you know, if I violate the stay at home order, I can be arrested, but you're letting convicted criminals out of prison so they don't get coronavirus. Thesis, antithesis, synthesis. If there's a real pandemic, does it require, you know, uh, faulty virus models, rigged test results, 81% false positives, inaccurate news reporting, stage hospital overruns, manipulated death certificates? Nope. You know, when the government shuts down you know, millions of small businesses but doesn't lay off any government employees, it's not about the health. Hmm? 
when the state bans dentists from practicing but deems it necessary for abortion clinics to stay open. It's not about your health. When the, the state prevents you from buying seeds for your garden but allows you to purchase lottery tickets. It's not about your health. An institution that you know has the ability to destroy all of Earth through you know alleged nuclear warfare should not regulate personal self-defense. You know, an institution that's caught trafficking drugs shouldn't be able to regulate plants. An institution that's racked up 23 trillion prior to coronavirus in debt shouldn't be allowed to manage the retirement fund. Hmm? An institution that was caught spreading STDs should not be allowed to run health care. If people are really concerned about public health and safety, you know, in general, but, you know, they don't care if people, you know, um, eat garbage, drink poison, smoke cancer, and take prescription drugs, but think that toilet paper, hand sanitizer, and masks are going to protect them from the boogeyman coronavirus. You know, this is a special kind of stupid that I, I can't address here. You should ask yourself uh, some, a couple basic questions. When did you consent from, you know, you creating a government to serve you to you serving the government ruling over you? If you want to know, you know, who's in charge, just think about who you can and can't criticize. Ayn Rand wrote this almost 60 years ago. It's frightening how accurate the statement is today. Quote, when you see that trading is done, not by consent, but by compulsion, when you see that in order to produce, you need to obtain permission from men who produce nothing, when you see that money is flowing to those who deal, not in goods, but in favors, when you see that men get richer by graft and by pull than by work, and your laws don't protect you against them, but protect them against you, when you see corruption being rewarded, and honesty becoming a self-sacrifice, you may know that your society is doomed. Lenin and Stalin built the Soviet Union. Mao built communist China. The Kims terrorized North Korea. The Castros dominated Cuba. Communism is deadly. Communists murdered over 100 million people and enslaved over a billion. Are we experiencing a socialist psyop? You are listening to Veritas. If this is your first time, welcome home. To listen to tonight's full interview and all of our material, join the Veritas family and click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. You can make your purchase with a credit card, PayPal, cash, check, money order, and even cryptocurrency. We are now accepting Bitcoin, Litecoin, and Ethereum. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy, MMS, CBD pure hemp oil, Divinia water, pure organic sulfur, flash drives with all our Sanitas and Veritas seasons, and other great products. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. And if you're listening on YouTube, like, subscribe, and share it. And click the bell to be notified when new interviews are available. And now, here's your host, Mel Fabricus. Celeste Solom has worked as a contractor for Homeland Security and FEMA. Her training and activations include the infamous day of 9-11, flood and earthquake operations, mass casualty exercises, and numerous other operations. 
Celeste is the author of two books, Electromagnetic Radiation Protection Solutions and Seven Thunders Revealed. Her website is shepherdshearts.life, and she joins us directly from Condon, Montana. Hello, Celeste, and welcome back to Veritas. How are you? I'm doing great. How about yourself? I am doing fantastic, especially having you on today. And also, for the record, and I usually don't like to mention these details, but the most stressful aspect of doing what I do is when a guest does not show up for an interview. First, because you never know if something happened to them. That's my first concern. And second, because they simply forgot or just decided to cancel at the last minute, which is what seems to be what happened with today's guest, even though I prepared for two days. So, folks, if you will be coming to Veritas, please know we invest time and resources and take everything seriously. I will implement new conditions in order to mitigate this from happening. But that said, I just called Celeste and she rose to the occasion. We haven't spoken since the last time. Let me begin by saying that I know that you you went to the hospital recently. Something happened. I really don't know all the details, but why don't you tell the audience what you went through? So basically, a couple things were going on. You know, I kind of had like a stomach bug that didn't go away. And I'm not one of these people that goes to the doctor, you know, at the drop of a hat. And so I just you know, I bucked up and uh, just lived with it. And then w one morning I started to vomit and I wasn't keeping anything down. And actually I went to the hospital. I made it ha part way and um, I had to call an ambulance um, and to take me the rest of the way. And the, the doctor in the ER kind of wanted to admit me, but kind of was, quite, you know, not really sure. And, you know, who wants to be in the hospital these days? It's like the last place you want to be. So I, I opted because they, you know, they were kind of wishy-washy. I figured I can treat myself better at home. And so I came home and then I was really sick the next day. I mean, really sick. And I didn't. I knew I couldn't drive, so I did call an ambulance, went to the hospital. I was admitted where I stayed there a week, had many different tests. And basically, um, they really couldn't get to the bottom of it or they did not share uh, their findings with me. So when I got out of the hospital, um, I guess I need to pop, uh, back up a little bit about two weeks before this. Um, someone popped out of the blue and they were local. They said they wanted to learn how to do organic farming. And um, if I would train them, you know, they would do some labor and and I would give them a part of my crop. And that sounded win-win to me. So anyway, I didn't think much of it, except that the the person took meticulous notes, more like an engineer rather than somebody that was interested in organic farming, but most, many people are learning the benefits of a uh, good health and good eating. So, you know, I, it, I just kind of made a mental note and that was it. Well, the day that the ambulance ca came, the man comes to the door and he grabs my car keys and he comes, he says, I'm coming with you to the, to the hospital. Um, 
And I'm thinking to myself, I don't even know you. He goes, I want to be your advocate. And it's like, uh, no, I don't even really know you. And so he he had my keys. And so when I did get home from the hospital, he had my keys. And I tried several times to call him. No answer. And so I had to break into my house, which is not an easy task to do. And I, I had two friends with me that actually drove me from the hospital home because it's a long drive. And they must have asked me something about my interview schedule. And so I went to get my calendar where I keep it and it was gone. And one thing I fretted about in the hospital is every, everything happened so fast that I left my computer on. You know, you, you just don't, when you're that sick, you just don't uh, turn your computer off and stuff like that. So I, I looked over and my computer was gone. Um, the one that is in my bedroom and, you know, that I check emails on and that kind of stuff. And then, so I went out and I looked and all my broadcasting computers were gone. And to make a long story short, um, it was this person and, uh, I did call the sheriff so there is a sheriff report on it. And um, he said it was only reasonable for him to take it. And and so he feigned like he was going out to the car to get my computers. And um, the firefighter that drove me home, um, he, he, the guy jumps in his car and he starts leaving the driveway, you know, out the driveway. Well, the firefighter decides to follow him and it ended up being a high speed chase. And finally, the firefighter dropped back because he said somebody was going to get killed. Um, so he decided it wasn't worth it. And so we just let it be with the sheriff. So then he come while the sheriff is here, he comes back and then he brings the equipment in a box. And he he not only took my computer, but he took like my personal address books my interview calendar. Um, from then, after that, um, there was a concern of what did he do with it because he was seeking information on me. No jewelry, um, and, no money taken, just your computers? Uh, just personal data. Uh -huh. and, and not only my computers, but personal address books, my calendar with producers' names, phone numbers, dates that I did interviews. When was this? At, when? In May. In May. In May. We did our interview in mid-April. Yes. Yes. So your name would have been on there on my calendar. And usually I put a phone number, you know, in case there's an emergency that comes up or technical difficulties, which we all experience. And so um, shortly after that, producers started getting calls um, saying things that I was, um, in a cult, um, and not, you know, don't trust me, you know, this type of a thing. And then about, oh, I don't remember exactly when the World Economic Forum, remember I broke that story on the World Economic Forum plan. Right. Yeah. Um, so they took and did a direct hit piece on me, and I did not respond to that particular one. But recently, um, within the last couple of re weeks, uh, 
Reuters did a hit piece, and they said that I never worked for FEMA, and everything I say is a lie, um, that the government is not harvesting blood, even though it says in the Federal Register, which is where I got the information. Uh, so I did do a video and responded to that, and it's making the rounds right now. Uh, but it's been interesting. Um, I have a Patreon community, and that was infiltrated by artificial intelligence. And you think that you're talking with a real person, and I was actually dialoguing with a chatbot. And it, I'm taking a series of military courses on the information warfare, and the, that's the only reason that I all of a sudden in the middle of this dialogue, I go, I'm not talking to a human. And it was coming so fast at me, the conversation, I knew it wasn't human. But then the language, there were certain things like, um, I don't understand, teach me. Um, that's a chat bot. And so if you ever encounter that, um, that's what that is. So it, it, it's been a kind of an interesting couple months. Okay. Yes, it recorded. For some reason, I was getting a signal here saying that it was stopping and they just didn't want to take any chances and you kept going and then we had to repeat again. Okay. So let's get back. Five, four, three, two, one. So this happened in May. You think you were poisoned, Celeste? Yeah. So basically what the hospital was looking for was a form of ricin and I also knew that there was a bio because all my plants, these are established trees that I've had for 15 years. And there were two uh, bioweapons that were released from Wuhan. One of them is the novel coronavirus. And the other one was something known as the plant destroyer. Both of those um, bugs were in the patients in Wuhan. And my plants had the signature and I lost, I have a, a food forest and I lost all but two of the plants. And then it, there was a direct energy weapon. And how would I know that? Because one of the reasons was, um, I won't go into the medical, uh, but let's just say the, when I got out of the hospital the next day, I looked and all the clocks in my house had stopped. Um, at the exact moment that that I was going down um, physically. So that is a signature of a direct energy weapon. What do you think they were trying to accomplish? You know, it, it's hard. It's hard to know. Uh, were they just trying to do a shot over the bow and say back off? Were they um, trying to do something more mischievous? I was pretty sick. Um, but um, you know, I, it's not my time yet. I still, there's things still that I need to do, I believe here. And so I'm here. So they were unsuccessful if, if, uh, the end was meant. And they were trying to say some people out there that you were not really part of FEMA. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. What do you um, tell them? So basically, um, I have documentation that I was there. And of course I did, Y2K and I did 9-11, I did Hurricane Katrina, I've been involved in so many um, 
live thing, you know, activations and exercises, extensive training. Um, it's really hard to uh, dismiss, you know. I, they actually had me under my married name. Um, they, they did the article on my married name. And of course, when I worked for FEMA, I was not married. Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it because you don't want to believe. You want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.